Welcome to the High Speed Podcast, the official podcast of the High Speed Alliance, taking you further, faster, together. We are setting our course for freedom and legacy through mastery of business, finance, family, and lifestyle. Welcome to the High Speed Podcast. This is Forrest Bryant, your host. We are glad to be sponsored by the High Speed Alliance, and uh, we're so glad that you guys are listening today. we got a great show lined up for you. We are always helping our listeners, our clients, our members to reach out and grab and define their own freedom and legacy for their lives. And we do that by mastering the business, finances, family, and lifestyle. And we've got a great host or a great guest on for today. We've got Dr. Pamela Starn. She's an anesthesiologist and she's also a real estate investor. She's been doing it for a long time and she's helping other physicians learn how to take their money that they generate from a high wage and be, being a, a physician and a, and, a, and a healthcare provider and turning that, that money into investments into real estate that can generate passive income. So we're very excited to have Dr. Pamela Starnes. Pamela, how are you today? Thank you, Dr. Bryant. Nice to be with you. I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about some important concepts today with your audience. Well, we're uh, so excited uh, to, 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 to connect with you and, and to bring all the information that, uh, that, that, that you've got. You know, we, we, a lot of the things that we do, we've got a lot of overlap. And uh, it's interesting. There's a, there's a lot of people out there that are, that are in the medical space and the, in the dental space, and uh, they're looking to get into the real estate space. So it's always really good information. I know this, if you're, if you're a physician or dentist and you're listening, you're really going to love this podcast. So this is really going to be great. So uh, Dr. Starnes is the founder of Physician REI, Real Estate Investor, and uh, you're, you're going to love the information that we got today. But uh, Pamela, let's start off with, uh, why don't you just give us a little, a little background and a little bio and tell us a little bit about your, 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 your medical uh, history and you're, you're, a, you're a practicing physician today. You're still, you're still practicing, but you're also a or an active real estate investor and you're helping other people get into it. So uh, if you will give us a little background on, on how this all transpired and how you got to be where you are right now. Sure. Um, so I've, I'm an anesthesiologist, like you mentioned, I've been in private practice for about a little over 17 years now um, in the Los Angeles area. I kind of uh, started out wanting to, wanting to be a veterinarian early on and either that or an artist. So there was a little bit of creative streak in me, but I went with the medicine route. Um, I have, you know, I've always uh, been interested somewhat in real estate, but I think from a creative standpoint, it appealed to me. Um, You know, everybody's interested in the house flipping shows where they see a great transformation and people make a ton of money and it looks like everybody's all happy. Um, but I think that appealed to me a little bit from a creative standpoint, but I just felt like logistically that was never an option for me because it's definitely a full-time job. Um, and then I did get some exposure to the, the concept of maybe doing some of that through a conversation I had about, five or six years ago with some friends of mine that were were also real estate investors and they also targeted properties that needed some rehab, but they had a buy and hold strategy. So that 
really struck a chord with me. I thought, wow, I can continue my full-time job in medicine. I can do some creative renovations on a property and all the concepts that they were telling me about um, the tax advantages and everything about real estate made a whole lot of sense to me. So that's kind of where I, that was my jumping off point where I just decided I need to learn about this. So it's kind of gone from there and I've continued to practice medicine since that time and also just get more and more involved in real estate as it's been something I've really enjoyed. And I think you told me before, didn't uh, someone in your family, was it your dad or your father-in-law maybe that, that uh, did a yeah, lot of my, um, Yeah, my father had done some investing, you know, throughout my childhood. He was never super aggressive about it. He, I think, more enjoyed having properties that he actually required him to do some some uh, handy handy work, which he enjoyed doing in his spare time. So it was more of a hobby, I would say, as a, as opposed to a financial pursuit. So I think probably for that reason, I was around it, but I didn't really latch on to it as a, you know, a financial tool to preserve and grow your wealth over time um, from that, from that mm-hmm. standpoint. Okay. So just to give our listeners a little bit of a, um, uh, an, an idea where you're in, investing today and kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Can you kind of give us, I know, I know we talked, there's about, there's about three areas where you're really kind of focused today. Can you, can you explain those, what types of real estate investing you're looking at today? Yeah. So I, um, I've had kind of an active side since, um, since, like I said, I had kind of a light bulb moment and, uh, started delving into real estate. Um, I did, acquire some of the single family homes that my father had had when he passed away that were left to my brother and I. So I have a little bit of experience with that, but then I kind of quickly got on board with all the, the benefits of multifamily properties um, as a way to, to scale up in a portfolio. So um, since that time, I kind of shifted over to focusing on my active investments being uh, small multifamilies. Um, and then as I kind of got occupied with that, then the idea of investing passively came came on my radar. So I have done quite a bit of investing passively over the years, the past several years. Um, and then kind of out of that is where my interest in educating other physicians grew. So I went from the active side to the passive side and then trying to educate others um, you know, my network being physicians, that seems like, you know, my natural audience. So I kind of target it towards physicians or other medical professionals, but certainly all the concepts can be applicable to anybody who's interested in real estate investing. Um, And then basically through the relationships that I've built with other real estate professionals, either full-time or other physicians doing real estate, um, kind of other opportunities have come up where I've realized, okay, I can, you know, be a connector to some of these opportunities. Me, I enjoy educating others about real estate. And then if I have the opportunity to introduce them to opportunities where they can participate in real estate, that seemed like kind of the next logical step. So as you mentioned, I kind of have the three different areas where I have active investments, my own passive investments, and then another side of um, 
educating others and providing opportunities for investing. Yeah, very good. So, um, so let's, uh, let, let's, let's talk a little high level here. So if we've got a listener um, that's listening and uh, let's just say they're a young physician or dentist, let's just say, I, let, let me, let me describe three people to you. So, and then let, let's get a little bit of a uh, little bit of, a uh, little coaching or guidance uh, for them. So let's say we've got somebody who's, you know, 35 pre, you know, just getting out of residency. Uh, you know, they probably have a student debt. They're just buying a house. Maybe they're buying a practice. They're raising a family. Um, so that that's, that's person A, Dr. A. And then, you know, Dr. B would be, you know, kind of middle career, 40, 45, you know, hitting their stride, you know, getting some of the debt paid down, getting some of the practice paid down, you know, the, the family's defined and they are kind of starting to see what things are going to look like as far as, you know, college planning and that kind of thing. Um, they're also, you know, well into retirement planning. And then, and then Dr. C is going to be this, uh, you know, pre-retirement doctor. So let's say they're, you know, maybe late fifties, early sixties, and, you know, they can see the, you know, they can see the, uh, the, the, the end of the uh, journey as far as the working career, the active income, you know, coming up and they're kind of in that pre-retirement phase. So if you will, I think this would be real helpful for our listeners, um, you know, kind of take that, you know, that ABC and if you will, just, uh, you know, talk it through and, you know, what, why would it make sense for those doctors to be looking at real estate and, and maybe even what specific types of real estate would make sense for them? Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. Um, I think early on, like the first individual that you mentioned, the the individual who's coming out of training, perhaps they've had a lot of delayed gratification building up and they're coming out, maybe looking at their first job outside of training. And um, that's going to be a, you know, possibly a, hopefully a big increase in their income right there. Um, I think, probably the biggest concept to keep in mind for them is just try to be, you know, try not to get too far ahead of yourself. Realize, you know, you've lived under a certain income level for so long. If you can just keep yourself from buying into the concept that you all of a sudden need to live this, you know, four times the lifestyle, even though you might have four times the income, um, I think that would that's going to benefit you for decades down the road because so often it's, you see, you see doctors coming out and they, you know, all of a sudden they're driving the the newest, nicest car and they, you know, still have $300 in student loan and they're trying to buy, you know, a million dollar house. And it's like, Whoa, slow down. Like just, if you ever want to get out from under your debt, you need to be very careful about the decisions that you make early on because there's no harm in in just slowing down. You still can increase your lifestyle without getting in over your head and making decisions that are just going to hold you back financially for for decades to come, like I say. So I think that's probably the biggest thing for those coming out of, uh, of training. Um, I don't know. You probably have some thoughts on that as well before we move on to the next individual. I'll, I'll let you finish and then I'll, I'll, I'll jump in, but I'm right with you. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And um, again, probably the um, 
Well, I also have to say that that person early out of training, you know, maybe you don't have the money to um, in, invest, so to speak, in real estate, or you, you, you might if you live your lifestyle accordingly, you might, but I think probably the, the best thing to do early on. Hey, Pamela, let me know, stop you right there. Do. If I can, let me stop you. The audio got, got, got real bad. Did you do something different? Did you move? I don't think so. Okay. That sounds no. better now. Let's go, let's go back to the start after you asked me if, um, Tim, if you're listening, we're, we're going to clip that section out. Let's start with the individual B again. So after you asked me, say, uh, you know, do you have anything? And I'll okay. say, I, 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 let's, let's go into the second individual and I'll answer okay. right now. Just, uh, Pamela, I'll, uh, I'll come back in after you finish. Okay. Um, so the other only thing I would like to mention about the first individual that you mentioned, the person early in their career would be, I think one thing important that they can do, even if they don't feel like they have the money to invest would be to take the time to educate themselves. There's um, it's never too early to, to start your own financial education. We don't get a lot of that in our, in our medical training. Um, so it's really up to us to take the bull by the horns and learn what we need to learn. So that would be a good first step early on before you start committing yourselves to a lot of financial obligations and additional debt by living a, a big lifestyle. Um, so then moving on to the person who's maybe mid-career, they have maybe a family and planning for retirement, saving for retirement. Um, again, you know, I think it's important to for them to realize their lifestyle creep does happen. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's one, it's hard to complain about the fact that you don't have time for your family and you don't think you're ever going to get to retirement um, when you're spending money that you don't really need to be spending to have a, an enjoyable lifestyle. So I think it's still important to keep tabs on lifestyle creep when you're mid-career, but also I think, you know, if you haven't already done the education for yourself, it's time to probably delve in and take some responsibility for learning about finances, not just necessarily turning it over to somebody who makes all the, you know, allocations of your funds um, and just feel like you're going to go ahead and work, let someone else take care of it. I think it's important if you that you take responsibility and take some initiative to set your goals and, and help yourself get there. So I think that's really important. I think at that point in your career, you probably have the flexibility to, to make, you know, some, some significant investments, particularly in real estate. Um, you have probably that extra to work with and um, you're, you know, for a lot of the investments that say that um, I, I see and have the opportunity to come across a lot of them are for accredited investors or at least there's more opportunities for accredited investors and a lot of those people that are mid-career at that point they likely qualify as accredited investors so there's definitely opportunity for them if they're willing to to educate themselves and and get out there and find out what those opportunities are um, and then probably as you know, a person gets later in their career, you know, hopefully they've, they're in a good position already. So, um, 
you know, I think at that point, probably they're looking at um, creating some sort of legacy for themselves, going back to, you know, one of the things that you like to focus on in your mission, um, you know, creating a legacy for yourself, your family, um, and seeing how you can do that. You know, you can do that with real estate for sure by creating, preserving, transferring wealth to either your family or, um, you know, other charities or whatever it is that's important to you. So I think real estate can be used as a vehicle in that regard as well. Well said, well said. I, I totally agree with everything you said. Yeah, you know, expense control is super critical all the way through from, from very beginning uh, all the way through. Uh, education is, uh, is, is one of those biggies, you know, uh, and, you, and you hit on this. You know, sometimes at the beginning, uh, you don't have the money, but that's a great time to get educated because you're going to get the money later on. But knowing what to do and having a, having a good plan for that. Uh, will save you a lot of time and, and really keep you safer. Keep you safer. Uh, you know, an educated investor is a safe investor. We've said that on our show lots of times. So uh, uh, make it making sure that you understand that is super critical. So totally agree. What what type of investments yeah. would you say would make sense? Uh, you know, just as far as you know, private lending or single family or syndications into what might make sense. Or uh, you know, you mentioned you know. Uh, 100% owner of small multifamily um, apartment complexes versus, you know, being a syndicator or being a, a limited partner in a, in a big syndication. I mean, for those, for those three doctors that we talked about early and mid and late and kind of taken into consideration, um, uh, you know, not to get overly complex, but, you know, I, I guess taxation and also, you know, your active and passive types of investments and also leverage, you know, obviously, uh, when you're young, it's harder to qualify for those real estate loans versus kind of being older. So, and, you know, having better cash flow and a higher net worth and being accredited and all of those things, you know, what, 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 what types of, you know, let's, let's talk about like that, that young doctor, mm -hmm. you know, you know, how do they get started with smaller amounts? What types of real estates? And then kind of, you know, that, that, uh, you know, mid career doctor that, you know, yeah let's say they're accredited, they can get financing, you know, and they can, you know, they could go into, um, you know, purchasing lots of single family homes or small apartment complexes or being a limited partner. And then the pre in the pre retirement physician that may be thinking about cash flow in retirement, you know, just give us your, give us your kind of thoughts on those, those three types of, uh, yeah. go ahead. Um, sure. Um, even kind of backing up before that or applicable to all of those scenarios, um, and you and I have talked about this before. One of the the big things that I think is important for anybody to do who's wanting to invest in real estate is to first define what your goals are and what you can, what all of the unique factors about you, your lifestyle, your family, all of those things to make a strategy that's going to work optimally for you. Because what works for one person, regardless of where they are in their career, may may work or may not work for your particular situation. So I think, you know, looking at, like I said, first of all, your goals, what, what do you want to do? What are you trying to accomplish? But also looking at how much time do you have? You know, do you have time to be an active investor? Or are you, you know, do you work 60 to 80 hours a week and, you know, have three kids at home, you need to to take care of and have other 
administrative responsibilities at the hospital or something. You know, you may not have time to be an, an active landlord. Or do you even, do you think you would enjoy that? Do you want to be managing tenants? Or would you rather just, you know, vet out a, a sponsor and make a passive investment where you can stay out of the day-to-day -day management? Um, you know, so what are your, you know, what are your unique skill sets? Do you have uh, ability to renovate a pro property? Is that something you would want to do? Or you want to buy a turnkey place that doesn't need any kind of work? Um, and also, like, how much money are you looking to, to invest? If you're looking at five or $10,000, that's going to, you know, kind of push you on one direction or another. Or are you looking at putting in a hundred or $200,000? So I think that is critical, I think, for everybody to evaluate what their goals are and what all the unique factors, kind of taking an inventory, really. I would look at it like an inventory. And then once you establish that, you can kind of back into what would make the most sense for your investments at that at any point in, in your career, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, uh, a good way to uh, you know, look at it. And you know, just like any investment, you know, time horizon, your risk tolerance, what are the objectives? So well, well said. <laughs> Um, so let's see, uh, Dr. Starnes, let's, what does, uh, one, one thing that we always like to talk on, on, on our show is, uh, is freedom. And, uh, so, you know, what, what does that, what does that mean to you? What is, what does the word freedom mean to you? Um, I think for me, it primarily means having the, the time and the option to do what you want, when you want, and with who you want. Um, you know, a lot of people, it makes sense that a lot of people would associate that with money, but it, so money can get you to that point, can buy you that time. And I think that's kind of maybe how how you should look at working towards your freedom or, or whatever. I mean, a lot of people, of course, the whole, um, financial independence, retire early movement is pretty strong right now. So I think that's kind of what people are going for, like the option to spend their time the way they want. And that's not to say that you don't want to have responsibilities or you don't want to be productive in life. But I kind of feel like if you're, if you're free to make those choices, you're probably going to make choices to spend your time. I mean, of course, you're going to have leisure time, but you're going to, you're going to want to spend your time in a productive way. And when you're doing something that you're very interested, passionate, and good at, and you want to be doing, you're probably going to be contributing the most to society and be the most productive individual um, when you're doing that. So if you can accomplish that and do it on your own terms, then that's, that's pretty good freedom, I would say. Absolutely. I agree. Um, what's a, do you have a favorite quote? Um, I do. I, I actually, I love quotes. I've been collecting quotes kind of, I don't know, for decades, I would say. Um, in fact, I typically put together a, a quote like every week and post on Mondays. Um, unfortunately, the one, one of my favorites, I don't even know who it's attributable to, but um, it's the quote is proceed as if success is inevitable. Um, so that's, that's one of my favorites. If anybody knows who, who that can be 
attributed to. I'd love to know because I've I've never known, but I I like that. It kind of it's kind of a mindset I like to come from um, of just a confidence and what you know if you're if you're gonna proceed in doing something, you know you might as well have some confidence that okay, like you're gonna tackle whatever needs to be tackled in order to get to your goal and it's a little bit of just a confidence mentality. I think that if you put your mind to something, you can do it and just proceed accordingly. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Words to live by. Uh, I, lo- I, lo- I love that one. And I've said that one before, but I, I, I don't know oh, yeah. off the top of my head who, you know. <laughs> who, who yeah. it's going to be. We'll look that up. Sure. Yeah, um, but there's so many great quotes. I love quotes. Yeah, I do too. Um, so what about a book? Do you have a, have a book you'd, you'd uh, like to pitch out as far as uh, one that would be good for, for, um, for, for listeners to listen to or to read? Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people kind of go back to, to similar books. Um, I'm going to go uh, off the, you know, probably off the ones you hear a lot and I'll, I'll tell you why, but um the one I'm going to say is called the unofficial guide to real estate investing. Um, it's, you know, probably 15 years old or so, but it's a, a, you know, a basic real estate investing book, a good introductory book, but basically I like it for two reasons. Um, well, three reasons. One, it's a good introductory real estate investing book. Um, and it's a book that I first read that really, just inspired me, like I said, kind of just changed the way I looked at real estate and got me going. And also one of the co-authors of it was one of my first uh, mentors, you know, as a real estate agent when I was first looking for properties. So I think it's still a great book, still can be found online. And uh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Well, uh, Dr. Starnes, uh, thank you so much. Unfortunately, we're going to kind of wrap up this public, uh, the front, the front side here, and we're going to roll into our members only section. And we got, I got a lot more great questions for you. We're going to, we're going to dig in a little bit into you know, some of your multifamily and self storage. And, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, I know you invest in mobile home parks, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, on, on, on the back, on the back end. But, uh, before we go over there, if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for that to happen? Great. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you for allowing me to, to be with you here today and, and talk about some of these things. And if anybody's interested in reaching out, you can find me on my website, physicianrei.com, or you can email me at uh, info at physicianrei.com. And I'd, always look forward to connecting with other like-minded individuals. So very happy good. To, happy to chat. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. You've been, you've been a great guest today. Uh, if you're, if you guys are listening uh, and you want to connect with Dr. Starnes, uh, you guys, uh, a, a lot of you, uh, a lot of our listeners understand uh, what a, what a, what a tremendous thing that, uh, that, that she's doing. We've got so much respect for our, female physicians, uh, just, you know, being, uh, being a, a caregiver and, and, and being, a, uh, uh, you know, having a, taking care of a family and also being, being business minded and getting involved in real estate. There's just, uh, very, 
very complex and it takes uh to t- take you know uh, you know i don't know i i, I i'm probably going to offend somebody here but we know uh so, some of the women that, that that do this are just way smarter than us guys so we just uh uh thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with our listeners today and uh, don't go anywhere dr starnes because we're going over to the backside. but i'll give you uh okay. if there's anything you want to share right here at the end i'll i'll, I'll turn it over to you oh um <laughs> any any, any last words? Um, no, just uh, just start talking to people. The one thing I have to say is, you know, start a conversation with one person, and good people will always put you in touch with other good people. So don't be afraid to just reach out, connect with somebody, and see where it goes. There might be dead ends, but that's you know, there's a lot more. Uh, open open road to get on as opposed to dead ends and just reach out a lot of people are more times than not they're going to be more than happy to to help you succeed so reach out very good very good networking networking and education that was uh two 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 big points she made there so uh uh, thanks, Dr. Starnes. Thanks to our listeners. Thanks for Thank listening. Uh, we we uh, appreciate you being here and appreciate uh, our listeners uh, taking a listen here. Um, if you if you like what you heard, please, uh, please, please go on iTunes and give us a like. We appreciate that. And uh, we look forward to uh, talking with you guys next time. Thank you. Goodbye. Hi, this is Dr. Forrest Bryant, and I want to thank you for listening to the High Speed Podcast. Uh, We want to remind you that the information we share on this show is impersonal and only our opinion. You should not take impersonal advice and apply it to your own situation without discussing this information with us or with another licensed professional uh, that's familiar with your situation. Um, Our opinions are just that, and this show is for education only. Uh, This is in no way a solicitation or offer to sell any securities or other types of investments. So thank you and uh, have a great day. You've been listening to the High Speed Podcast. To read our blog and to learn more, visit our website at www.highspeedpodcast.com.